0: to you, Pastor Barb Sally. Give her a warm welcome as she comes. Amen and amen. Now this morning I'm going to talk to you about when God speaks, when God says, okay? And I am very old school and I'm I'm okay with that. So I'm going to ask you to do something very odd and stand for the reading of the word. All right, in Isaiah 43, and I won't ask you to turn because I know we use our phones a lot for our Bibles, but Isaiah 43, 1 says, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, he formed you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God. And then going over a couple, a couple of scriptures, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Yes. He doesn't want us to fear. For I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, and everyone who is called by my name. And then I'm gonna jump over to Zechariah where it says, Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that it is the only thing we can hold on to. It is truth in trouble. It is my comfort when I am down. It is everything that we need is found in this word, and I thank you for that this morning. I pray, God, that you would speak today your word clearly to your people. Give us ears to hear, our heart to receive everything that you would say this morning. We thank you for it. We place it in your hands, and we expect you to do what only you can do in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated. The enemy doesn't play fair. He doesn't hold back any punches. He walks into our life like he actually has a right to do so. He comes in to steal our identity, our hope, our health, our finances, your family, your joy, and your peace of mind. John 10 says that the enemy comes to steal Kill and destroy. But I have come. That they might have life. And have it more abundantly. See God says. Turn turn to the name of the Lord, which is a stronghold. It's a strong tower. Run into it with mercy and grace. You who were oppressed, burdened by trouble and distressed, do not despair or be discouraged. Though you went through the fire and the water, you have nothing to fear because God was with you and he brought you out. You were captives, but not without hope. Though life is still happening all around you, yet your hope is firm in Jesus, a place of shelter. Altar of mercy, of grace in the worst things we face God declares I will render double to you I will give you comforts double to the sorrow that you have experienced, the glory of the latter will be greater than the former he redeemed and he ransomed he sets free everyone who is called by his powerful name Jesus and whose blood alone brings redemption nothing can hold them back and see, that's a good word. Amen? That's a good word. It, it is God breathing a fresh breath into you this morning, into me as I was writing it, saying that there is nothing too hard for me, but I will come in with blessings that overflow, that no one can hold back. That is how our God works, because it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the The Lord will raise up a standard against him. And standard right there means his work on the cross that cannot be overcome. Amen. He will come with vengeance against your enemies and to redeem for you everything that was stolen. And I don't know about you, but I've had some things stolen in my life. Have you? Am I preaching to somebody? I've had some things that the enemy came in and he stole because he thought he had a right. But he has no right. And I am waiting on the Lord to stand up And say loose it and let it go In Jesus name That is the word of God that he declares And in 1 Samuel we find David And he was anointed king But that seemed impossible to him Because he had a word But he had no idea How that was going to come to pass He was anointed to be king But there was a king Who hated him in fact But he had to trust and hold on that God would bring that word to pass. Because when God says a thing, he is faithful to bring it to pass. But in the meantime, in the waiting time, oh, it's awful in the waiting time. I don't like to wait. I'm not a good waiter. I I don't like to wait for food. We go to the restaurant. They say it's going to be like 30, 45 minutes. I'm like, eh, let's go somewhere else. I do wait in line for coffee. I feel like that's really important. Um... (laughs) You know, there's some things you got to have your, you know, you got to have that. So, but I'm not a really good waiter. It's hard in the waiting when you know that God has said something and you're just like, come on, God, what is happening in this place? So that's where we find David. He's in Ziklag. He has been gathered. These, these men have come to him. They're in distress. They're in debt. They have past failures. They're discontented. That means they are bitter of soul. And they were not satisfied with their life. They knew there could be something better, but here they are. And there's a battle. They go off. there fighting a battle. They come back. There's been a battle. Everything that they had is stolen. Everything is gone. And there is nothing left but ashes. And see that the enemy wants to make you feel hopeless. Because when you feel hopeless, it doesn't matter what you did or what you saw God do before. That hopelessness will cause you to forfeit your faith. And he knows if he can steal your faith, that he has won part of the battle. But Romans 15 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Isaiah says you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. That's the secret. you got to keep your mind stayed on him. Jesus told Peter, Satan has, has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Who better to pray for you than Jesus? That you will not fail and then you will turn and you will feed my sheep. See, that's what God's calling us to. See, when, and when you're going through a battle, when you're really going through a hard time, like who do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with a bitter person? Do you go to that person who just says what you want and they just agree with you? They just say what you want, they, that they know you want them to say? They say what you want to hear? Or do you go to that person who's going to speak truth to you? They're going to call you up and pull you out. And they're going to say, oh, no, no, no. That is not the word of the Lord. Let me tell you what the word of the Lord is. The word of the Lord is that you will prosper and be in peace. The word of the Lord is that I will have your mind and I will keep you. There is a guard around you. He will shelter you under your wings. That is the word of the Lord. And that is who we need to pull into when we're going through something. You've got to find that place. But, you know, in the middle of the night, you've got some people who will say, Call me no matter what time it is. I don't care when the battle is. Call me. I will say to people, and I genuinely mean it. You can call me. If I know you're going through something and I've talked to you, I'll tell you, I will leave my phone on. I don't leave my phone on at night. Tim leaves his on for emergencies. Mine's off. But I will say, I will leave my phone on. I sometimes will hold it in my hand, and I'll say, you can call me. I don't care what time it is. And I mean it. You can call me and I will answer that phone call and I will talk to you and pray you through that thing. But you know how many people really do that? I mean, it's got to be like, you know, really, really bad. But there is someone that you can call in the middle of the night when there is no one there and you don't know what you're going to do and you can call on Jesus because he has every answer and he knows everything you've been through and nobody can work out your problem like Jesus. Amen. So David is crying bitter tears. But what's happened here is he's like, okay, God, I-, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I've been trying to do good. And here I am. And-, and everything is lost. Have you ever been there? To that place when everything just seems wrong? Like absolutely nothing is making any sense? See, I've served God all my life, and you say, "God, I've—you know the desires of my heart," but yet here I sit, and nothing looks like I thought it would. Have you ever been there? And how do you deal with that when life comes at you, when heartache comes, when everything looks impossible? Do you hide away? Do you stomp? This makes me so stinking mad. Do you do you get just angry? Do you do you yell and scream? Do you cry silent tears? You know what do you do? Do you check out for a while and watch TV? I'm not even a big TV watcher, and I went through something, and I think I watched an entire season of a show that I probably shouldn't say that I watched because you'd probably think it was horrible. Um, but I can't even think of the name of it, so I'm, um, there we go. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't wasn't anything bad. I don't watch bad. Um, but anyway. It was something about like a fairy tale movie. Um, so, but I watched the entire season of it. Like I binged until one day I'm sitting there on that couch. Ca- Once upon a time, is that right? I, one day I was sitting there on the couch watching this thing and I was like, what are you doing? Like it just dawned on me like, what is happening to you? I don't sit and wa- I don't watch TV in the day. I have music playing or preachers on. I was like, what is wrong with you? But I've been there. See, I've been in that place where I didn't know how God was ever going to fix that mess. When all I could see when I looked around me was ashes. And I did every bit of those things because I was greatly distressed. Now, normally, in a normal time, what I do is if I get a phone call or I get something that's just whatever, I start cleaning. Don't ask me why. But I do. I get that vacuum out. I strip those sheets. I mop that floor. Come to the house if I'm going crazy, washing down the kitchen cabinet. Something is going on. And I am cleaning that place up. But then I start praying in the Holy Ghost. But I'm not going to lie. This last battle that we faced, it was hard. I had the demons speak straight to me. The words grasped my mind, and there was nothing that I could do because my hands were tied. I went in the house, and I went to the back room and started stripping sheets and crying silent tears. Tim went to our bedroom and started wailing and intercession crying out to God in travail. And Tiffany went and got on the phone to Pastor Hank and Pastor Rhonda. We were covering all the bases. I mean, you know, we, were, we, were, we didn't know what to do. We had no idea what we were going to do or what this was going to look like. But God, but God. After a little while, Tim came in the room and he grabbed me from behind. And I'd never been in this place, ever. I've been in some bad places, but... Um, He gave me my Bible, this one, and he said he had his. And he said, this is all I know, and this is all I've got. I don't have a word. I don't know what to say. I don't know who to call. But I got this. This is all I've got. This is all I've got because we didn't know what to do. It was a horrible battle, and I was fighting for the lives of my flesh and blood. I was fighting for the lives of those that I love more than anyone could ever know. What will you do if you have children? You know what it's like to fight for them. So it was horrible. And it took me a minute to find my footing. I'd like to say that I didn't stomp and yell and scream, but I did. I would like to say, but I just got a deep breath, wiped my tears, and said, you know what? God's got this. And walked on and not thought about it, but I didn't do that. It took me a minute to find my footing, but I found it. I had to fight for it, but he fought for me. He bore me up. He sang songs over me until I found my song again. And then the battle was on. And then I marched through that house and I walked up and down the halls and Tim and I would pray and we would speak to that thing and we would declare that it had to turn around. I started calling out to God. I turned the music up so loud that it had to drown out the voices of the enemy that had grasped my mind. I didn't know how else to fight it. I picked up the Bible and I started reading it and I would read it and I would read it and sometimes throw it down and not have an idea of what I had just red. I would go back to it because that was the only thing I knew to do. He is the only place that I know to run to. And I started reminding him, you know what, God? I have a history with you. You and I have a history. Let me remind you of what you've done for me like you've forgotten. But you have kept me And many times when I didn't know what I was going to do. And you held me and you bore me up and you carried me. That is what God does. And you start declaring those Things out loud and calling them out to Him daily until you are reminded yourself of the promises of God. And I have a woman of God that we had when we were in Teleco, she's a mentor to me. And she, when we would go to church, she would look at me and she would say, Look at me, look at me, say, It is well with my soul. And I was like, Glenda. And she would say, no, you say it. Say it is well with my soul. And I couldn't say it. I had nothing in me. It is well with my soul. And she would say, okay, that's good. And then the next day, I mean, I'm just going to church. It's all I know to do. You know, being in the Word, being with Jesus, going to the altar every time. And I didn't care. I don't care what they thought. They were like, my goodness, You know, she preaches and she, what is it? I didn't care. I'm going to the altar. I've got to get to Jesus, wherever Jesus is. That's where I need to be. So then the next time I would go in church and she would say, say it is well with my soul. And I would say, it is well with my soul. And she did it every, sometimes I'd be like, oh, Lord. And she did it every single time until I looked at her and I said, it is well. With my soul. And nothing at all had changed everything was still the same the battle was still raging and i had no idea how it would ever change but something changed in here and it was well with my soul because it's jesus no matter what happens it's jesus in the morning give me jesus at night when i lay down on my bed give me jesus when i get in my car when my world is going crazy when my kids are going nuts when all the things and I don't know, give me Jesus because He is the only thing that I have that I know is a firm foundation always, all the time. That is Jesus. And in the battles of my life, He has sat with me. He has hidden me under His wings. He has carried me close to His heart. He's walked beside me and He restored my mind. That that the enemy thought that he was going to take. He restored my mind. He had to get his hands off of my mind. So that I could walk in the thing that God called me to walk in. And I could pray for my children. And I could call out to God the things that I know that he has done and he will do again. That is who God is. So we find David. He's faced some stuff before. I mean, and he strengthens himself in the Lord. He's talking, he's talking to the Lord about the lion and the bear. He is, he's talking about the, killing the giant. You, know, you remember, God, when I killed that giant with a slingshot and, 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 and a stone? Remember that, God? Remember how he was mocking you, but how you took him down with one hit? Remember that, God? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It is okay if you need to take a minute. If you need a moment, it's okay. Jesus knows. Just don't stay there. Just don't, just don't settle in and get comfortable. But after a minute, if you need to call somebody and call Jesus too, call Jesus and call somebody. Sometimes you just need somebody to put their arms around you, whatever it is. But take a deep breath. Get your Bible and get in the Psalms. Keep reminding yourself of who he is and what he's done before and how he will do it again. That he delivered your mind and he carried you when you couldn't walk. That he was faithful to you and that he's a promise keeper. That he is a present help in time of trouble every single time. And it might look like ashes But you keep praising him for who he is and that thing will turn around and he will raise you up because you are marked and you are his. And sometimes you just walk around in the ashes. You just don't sit in them and you just walk around in them declaring the word of the God, the word of God. Because God remembers his promises. He remembers that he will make a way of escape. Why are you discouraged and cast down on my soul? But my hope is in Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith, the lover of my soul. Everything I ever need, I find in him. That is our answer. And your problems, they can never compete with God's word over your life. Oh, they can come. But he told Lazarus, come out. To the leopard, he said, be clean. And to the storm, he said, be still. And that is what he is saying. And the the centurion who went when his son needed something said, I don't even need you to come. I, I I, I just need you to speak. And when God speaks, everything in your world will change. Amen. But the enemy, his fighting isn't fair. He wants you to feel hopeless. And it's, if it's spiritual, physical, financial, your family, whatever it is, he knows, he knows exactly what to use against you. He knows what to bring to you that will knock you down. He knows that doesn't work with her. That works with her. That's right. That's right. That, she can't handle that. But she can. So he knows. He knows. And so he brings that thing. But when you get the word of God on the inside of you, and you know how to fight that thing, then when he's watching you, he says, well... I hit them on the financial field, and that just doesn't seem to be bothering them. Because they just keep talking about giving. They just keep talking about how pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God is going to give back to them. And so you know what? I'm going to go after their family. But you know what they did there? All they wanted to do was talk about that their seed will not be forsaken. And that God will come up and raise them up. So you know what? I'm going to go after their health. But you know what they do there? They just keep saying, nothing missing, nothing broken. I'm coming. They just keep declaring that going up for prayer And then they start talking about the blood. And I can't do anything, he says, when they talk about the blood of Jesus. And that that pushes him back every time. Amen. Amen. So he might get through to your mind sometimes. And he might discourage your heart. But he will never, ever, ever get through the blood of Jesus. And after 400 years, God breaks the silence with a word. He tells John, "You're going to birth a son, and he will be the forerunner of the Messiah, Jesus." And Jesus steps on the scene, and everything changes. Everything changes when Jesus steps up. So, never underestimate how the enemy might come at you. It might not be in the way you thought. It might not be in the way. It might not be done in the way you had hoped, or you, it might look different than you had thought. It might not be the way someone else, it happened for someone else, but he knows what he's doing and he knows how to do it. The word says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. See, God is always watching. He never misses a thing and he never wastes a thing. So whatever you're facing, God is going to use it for something for his glory. If you open up your hand and give it to him. See, there's been times in my life when God has come to me and said, I need you to open up your hand because I was fighting so hard. I didn't know what to do. I don't know how this is ever going to work out. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't see an end to this thing. It's a horrible battle." And God said, do you trust me? And I'm like, yes, I trust you. And he's like, no, no, no. Do you really trust me? And I'm like, God, you know I trust you. He's like, well, then open up your hand and give it to me because I can do this thing. I can take care of this. So I gave it to him and then I wanted to take it back. But then I gave it to him again because, you know, that's what you do sometimes. Sometimes I think, I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, well, I But then I gave it to him. And this last time that I gave it to him, praise the Lord, he's kept it and he's working it out and nothing has changed and I don't know what it's going to look like and I don't know when it's going to come, but I know it's going to come. So David asked the Lord, he said, what, what do I do now? And God gave him a word and he said, pursue, pursue them and recover it all. And he did. And in Joel, it says, you will know that I am in the midst of you. It says, Be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former and the latter. And He will, your floors will be full of wheat. That's financial. And your vats will overflow with new wine and oil. That's double. He will restore to you the years that the swarming locust stole. That means nothing lost will stay lost. And you will... S- you shall eat in plenty. And the Lord who dwells wondrously with you in miracles like no one else can. He says, I am the Lord your God and my people will never be put to shame. See, all that you've faced and all that you've been through will one day be a faint memory to you. And then you turn around and, he, and you start pouring it into someone else. But how many know that when you do go through something, you feel some shame about it? There are things that, you know, like, you don't want maybe people to look at you. That's how I feel sometimes. If I'm really going through something. Uh, you know, sometimes we can just cry at home and put our makeup on and come in and smile and be fine. And sometimes it's like, if you look at me, I'm going to cry. So just don't look at me. I have a picture in, in my office where I'm, I'm like this. Not because I didn't want them to look at me, because they were trying to take a picture of me, and it was morning, and I didn't have my makeup on. But I put my hand like this, and that reminds me when when I don't have to be ashamed because God takes that away. But the thing about it is when you go through something and everyone knows it, okay? Either you sinned or it's something you didn't bring on yourself, but everyone knows it. When you come out of it, everybody's going to know that too. And then God is going to get the glory. So one day. One day, God is going to get the glory of all the things. And the powerful thing is that only God will get the glory. Nothing nothing builds faith like that. When someone sees that you've been through a battle, but you got your strength, and you stood strong in the middle of it, and you didn't waver when it could have knocked you down, you didn't crumble when you could have. See, the, the enemy wants to cause you to crumble. But God wants to strengthen you up that you can walk on top of that problem with Him. See, praising Him is good in the fire because then people are drawn to it and they want some of that. And you can turn around and say, let me tell you what my God can do. So you just have to be ready when it comes. And I'm telling you, we are just one God said away from a miracle. See, God said, let there be light. He said, not by my power, nor by my power, not by might or by power, but by my spirit. He said, I am the alpha and the omega. I am the beginning and I will be the end. He says, none of my words, I love this, will be postponed anymore. But the word which I speak, it will be done. He says, be still. And know that I am God. See, when God says something, you can depend on it every time. And sometimes it takes an attack just to reveal what's on the inside of you. See, the demons don't know everything that's happening or going on, but they know when heaven's moving. They know when something's getting ready to happen and they start getting nervous. They don't know. I don't know what's about to happen over there in their life. But oh, God, we, oh, and they start getting nervous. So when everything, it seems like everything is rocking around in your world, just know God is getting ready to step out on the scene and do something great and mighty for you. He will break through. Heaven will break through in your situation. See, Pharaoh knew. A baby Moses was going to be born to save a nation. Herod knew that a baby Jesus was about to be born Savior to the world. And so they tried to kill all the babies. So heaven knows, but heaven is on the move. So hang on, because that answer is coming. Victory will be yours. The victory has never been in debate. It is just waiting on God to bring it to pass. Amen? But all of heaven is fighting for you. Every bit of heaven stands. See, the enemy wants to say, "Oh, that's the day. That was the day that I won. Yeah, it was really cool how I did that too. Because I just spoke to her. I just, I just used that spirit, and it just grasped her mind. She, she had, she thought she had gotten. I mean, she had gotten through a lot of stuff, but huh, that was the day that I really got her down. But heaven says, oh, no, (laughs) no, 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 devil. That is the day that she strengthened herself in the Lord. And I came up behind her like a mighty force. And I bore her up. And I made sure that she was going to get, or he, or you, or Church of the Harvest, or the body of Christ, that he will rise up and get behind and he will make a point that you will come through this because he said you would. That is what God says. So there's this great battle. It's going on. It's raging on the inside of you, in your heart, and your mind. It wants to make you think that it's impossible. Because, see, our mind knows this situation is really, really bad. Like, it's really awful. And, and then our heart knows, but God said, but this battle is really bad. But God said, yeah, I know. Yes, I know. But, you know, I don't know, has he ever faced this before? You know, you want to argue back and forth. But then when it gets in our spirit, there's nothing that can take something away from you once it gets in your spirit. I, w- I walked out one time on my front porch. And I was going through something. Third day was playing. I had, I was, it was, all, it was, it was not good. I was, I was reading a word from the Lord all the time that I had. I was actually playing it. It was Pastor Rhonda giving me a word. And I played it like every two minutes for a while. And then I could go maybe, you know, 10. And then I could go 30. And one day I went like half the day. And then one day it was bedtime. And I was like, oh, I hadn't played the word. Because God was strengthening me. I walked out and I was on the front porch. And third day was playing a song. And the word of the Lord fell into my spirit. And from there on, devil, I've got a word. No one can take that from me. And, and that's, that's the way you have to get, see, because once it gets in there, God makes the inconceivable conceivable. He does miracles. He causes enemies to fight themselves for heaven's sake. He speaks to dry bones and tells them to live. And they get up and they begin to have flesh put on them. And they begin to become a mighty army. That's what God does. And for God, that's nothing. That is nothing. I can march all day long and God just has to say a word. He just speaks the word, and it's done. And we're one, God said, away from a miracle. So while I stand believing my promises, this I know. Either God is going to keep his word, and he is going to do what he said he would do, and I'm going to see it. Or I'm going to die, and I'm going to go on to heaven, and I'm going to join the great cloud of witnesses. And I'm still going to cheer that word on. And one way or the other, either over here or up there, I'm going to see God bring His promises to pass because He is not a man that He should lie. And He is faithful to everything that He ever speaks. And you can count on Him because His words do not return void. And it doesn't matter how hard the enemy tries to fight it. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. The enemy is a loser every single time. Amen? So whatever you do, you stand on the word of God. You do not bow down. You stand without a shadow of a doubt that he will get you through and bring you out into pleasant places. That God will avenge your enemies and that everything the enemy intended for evil will fall. You tape scriptures up around your house. Take a marker and mark your doors with the blood of Jesus like they did in Deuteronomy. And people might come to my house and think I'm crazy. And they might think I'm a bit extreme. But I don't care what you think. Because it's my house. And that's what I do. And I don't care what anyone thinks. And they're like, oh, she's just a little out there. There's scriptures everywhere. Yes, there is. And there's always going to be scriptures. And if that marker ever fades, I'm marking it again. When I used to mark it really little. Like, just little bitty dots. And I was like, shoom, shoom, shoom. Um, The other day, I was going to get out paint. Like, I'm like, I'm done with the marker. I'm going to get paint. Because I don't care. Because I know that God has a word. And I know that God is going to bring something to pass. This word tells me what he did. This word tells me what he's going to do. And this word tells me that is who he is. And I will stand on it all day. So whatever you have to do, you do it. When the enemy comes in at you, don't back down and don't be afraid and don't care. Because those people who come in And they're like, oh, that's a little extreme. Did you see those scriptures everywhere? What is that red stuff on the door? I'm like, you know, let them go on home to their house and fight the the devil the way they want to. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's getting a little attitude. Um, So, but I have to remind myself what God has said. Because you know what? Even the best, the best of the best people, the enemy will come in to try to steal the word. He tries to steal the seed. He makes things happen that causes you to be discouraged. maybe Did I even hear that? Was that really? Can God? Is God really? Oh, you know. Oh. But it was in the valley of weeping that God came for me. It was in the shadow of death that he stepped in and redeemed my mind. I remember that I remember the days and see that's something else you need to take those those words of remembrance write them down I've got drawer I've got they're in books they're in they're in loose papers I've got words written out I have some of them on on recording and I listen to them I pull it out and I read it and I read it and I remind myself because he doesn't forget but I'm saying god this is what you said and one of them, every bit of it, all of it, except for one little part. It's all I'm waiting on. But I'm just waiting because it's coming one way or the other. Either I'll see it or you'll see it or my children will see it. But somebody's going to see it because it's coming. So the devil gives him, gives his best shot at you because he knows. He can't just throw an ordinary battle. It's someone who's seen him do big things already. How can he throw an ordinary something at David who has killed a lion and a bear? I mean, how, how can he? He's, he, he's just he's like, I've got to pull out the big stuff on this one. I mean, they've already walked through the fire. They laid their child on the altar. They, they, they were, everyone was making fun of them while they were building a boat. How, how, how can I throw something small at them? I'm going to have to throw something big. And he tries to throw something big, and God just gets up and throws something big back at him. Because that's his word. It's Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. It's Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. Every single time, it's Jesus. And God will avenge you of your enemies. He will. And some of you are called to pull down strongholds. Some of you are called to lay hands on the sick. And some of you are called to restore emotional healing to people. And you've got to find that place. What is that place? What is it that God has asked of you? What is it that he wants you to do? The Lord says, I will redeem the time you lost. If you will give me the time that remains. That's the word of the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. I will redeem the time you've lost. If you will give me the time that remains and it will be big and it will be mighty and it will be bigger than you could expect bigger than what you could imagine or what you could think because God is the one who will do it years ago I was driving home and I am very close um years ago I was driving home from Cleveland and I was praying and um two times I feel like I've seen the heavens kind of show me something and um I saw prodigals, and I saw one rise up first. And when it came up, dirty, looked horrible, beaten, clothes black. But, but as it would come up, the clothes began to change. The countenance changed. The, they weren't black anymore anymore but it was it was new the, the, the new garments had came on and behind that one rose two more and the same thing happened that started falling off and and for the garment of heaviness was replaced the garment of praise and behind that one three more came up. And behind that one, six more came up. And it was like this army was forming in the heavens. (laughs) And it was so amazing. And I was like, God, bring the prodigals home. Bring them home, God, so that they can pick up their fight and they can war in this world. Pick up the weapons. Pick up the name of Jesus. They will do that. They will cry all the louder because they've got a whole lot to say. Let me tell you where I was and let me tell you what God did and let me tell you that I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna get you and I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna get you and those that are looking and those that are watching are gonna start following and they're gonna rise up because God said the prodigals are coming home and nothing yes Nothing can hold them back. Their roar will be so loud, it will not be able to be ignored. It will be so powerful because of everything they've been through. They know they're warriors for the kingdom, and they will be a force to be reckoned with. And God is going to begin to bring them in. I see, I know God is going to begin to bring them in. They've, they're, they're everywhere. The, the Bible says they're north, south, east, west, wherever that. He's going to call them in. He's going to call them in. He's going to say it's time for you to come this way. Okay, it's time. Okay, come on this way. It's time. And some, some of them, he's going to be gentle. Uh, Tim says that the Lord has can only, that the Lord doesn't have to talk to me harshly, which is true. He doesn't. I'm very tender. And to some, he can say, "Come on, come on home." And to some, he's going to say. Get up off your tail and let's go. The time is over and it is time to come now. Because God knows how to speak to who and how to speak to and when to talk to them. Amen. So regardless, see, I do know that we are getting close to the end of time. And I know that it could be before you take your next breath. And God's word, God could say, go get my children. And that would be a great word. But it could be, well, it'd be a great word, unless you're not ready. And if you're not ready, it'd be the worst day of your life. So you better make sure that you're ready. See, I know that something is coming, that, that, that we do know, but it could be five or six years. I mean, my. You know, I've always heard it preached. We've always heard it preached. Jesus is coming. How can it get much worse than this? Dear Lord, sometimes I wonder how could it get much worse than this? So come quickly, Lord Jesus. But I don't know what is holding him back. I don't know if it's Jesus making intercession for the saints. I don't know if he knows I've got some prodigals I'm trying to get home. I've got a little bit more that I need to do. But whatever it is, I don't know. But we are seeing the earth groan. There are birth pains. Jesus is coming soon. And we have to be ready. But until then, we have to occupy until he comes. We have to be about his business. We have to be doing kingdom work. And you are called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Regardless of what is going on in the earth, there is a remnant that is arising She is coming. She's a church. She's a body. They've been through some valleys, fought some battles. They have no time for compromise. They're not negotiating with the enemy, they're not playing games. They know the hour is short. They know that it is getting close. They have marching orders. They've drawn a line in the sand. And they know the truth and they will not falter from it. It doesn't matter who preaches anything other than this. They know that it is not the truth and they don't even have tolerance for it because they know this is all that will stand it will stand for eternity you can't change one word of it you can't you cannot take anything out of it you can read it and skip the parts you don't like if you want to but that doesn't make it not true and they know that and they stand on this word and they that nothing can ever get them away from what the word of god says they have marching orders They're coming out with praise. They've been through the fire, but they don't smell like smoke. God is doing amazing things, turning impossible situations into possibilities. He's going to watch you walk out, and His name will be great. And may it be so to us. May it be our sons and our daughters. Those that are standing, may they tell the story of their rescue. May they declare the great faithfulness of our God. And may our lives be one that they want to follow. When that, those prodigals come up, they're not going to play church. I'm just telling you that. They ain't got no time for that. They know what the world has to offer. And they know they got to get serious. Because they've got people they want to pull back out. So, so they've got to be found praising Him. They, they know no matter what comes... They're going to be standing and pulling others out of the fire. So I don't know what you have, ever, have went through. I don't know what thing it is in your heart. I don't know if there's anything in there right now, a battle that you're facing, something that you're fighting. I don't know. If, if all your world is perfect right now, praise the Lord, praise Jesus, thank you, God. It's not going to be perfect long because trouble comes to everybody. It doesn't matter to the righteous, to the good. It doesn't matter. Trouble comes because you've got to be able to be found standing strong in the middle of the battle no matter what it looks like. So if you're not facing anything, that's fabulous. But if you are, God wants to heal that broken place. See, he, he knows. It doesn't, I, I don't know what the attacks. I know what the attacks have been in my life. And I know how there were times that I know how I had to fight them. I know when I've been so broken of spirit. But I know that God is the redeemer of all broken things. And he says, the ransom of the Lord shall return with everlasting joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Joshua. So one thing that I am perfectly sure of is that God's story never ends in ashes. That's right. Never. But he will take those ashes, which is later translated to mean a place of fruitfulness. And he will revere, reveal beauty. And your testimony of what you've been through will preach a better sermon than any sermon could ever preach. There's no preacher who can stand that's not faced something that can preach a sermon like your testimony can. Nobody who can say anything but when God has brought you out of something. And that no no matter what it is, we always want to be found saying, I, I always want to be found that no matter what has come, let me be known to praise your name. No matter what the season, the song is the same. Great is your faithfulness, O God, unto me. You are faithful.